Hot Press Podcast presents all the way from the literary and musical town of Listowel in County Kerry, Backstage at Mike the Pies. A podcast presented by Megan O'Donoghue. You're listening to Backstage at Mike the Pies, the podcast with Megan O'Donoghue. On this episode, I am joined with Jamie and Richie Martin. They are the two brothers who make up Cry Monster Cry. And I started off by asking him what it's like being back in the kingdom. It's one of the, one of the best places to be. Yeah, it's nice to be able to get out of somewhere that you've been stuck for so long. And um, I suppose we've always loved coming down here. We always jump at the chance to come down. To yeah. Them down to the stall especially. To 2017 things, yeah. was the first time he came down. He supported yeah. the Riptide movement. So That's yeah. right. Yeah, um, yeah Aidan kindly offered us a slot with to support the Riptide lads and then actually we got along really well with them and then that week they were playing a big show in the Olympia Theatre in Dublin and they said, would you like to open that show for us? And we said, yeah, it's a venue we love. So uh, that was fun to do and it's kind of opened a lot of doors for us. Yeah, wow. Jumping from this audience here, Mike, to the Olympia, that was massive. Yeah, it was, it was good, yeah. yeah. That's that's how it kind of works, I suppose, in the music yeah. industry, that you get from show to show, gig to yeah. gig. It was very kind of Aidan to ask us to come down in the first place. Yeah. Because without that, we wouldn't have gotten exactly, the yeah. opportunity. It's cool, yeah. So, a lot of people wouldn't know that you're brothers. Yeah, we are. We, we get are that sometimes, like, A lot of people think... They get it straight away like, oh jeez, like the two the two of these are identical. But yeah. a lot but then you get the other fifty percent when you say we're brothers, like, I would never guess that. So <laughs> yeah, no, we are <laughs> we have been all our lives. And what was it like growing up for you? Obviously you have to be kinda of close now, that the fact that you shared a stage, but what was it like growing up? What was it like growing up? I think we always bonded over music. It was a yeah. big thing that brought us together. Um we were both we both learned instruments kind of as young children our parents made us but after that we kind of found our own love for singer songwriters rock music like every genre and uh we kind of we went to a very artistic school and there was a lot of kind of open mic evenings and we started playing together and that was how we did our first gigs so it kind of evolved naturally from there really and growing up then did you have the same music taste um i think we've always kind of stayed quite similar like yeah, that. like we would both be pretty eclectic in what we listened to mm. from a very early age. So I think we're quite lucky as well that I'm the older brother and we've always kind of taken it in turns to, to share music. I remember when, we were, when I was quite young, like showing, I would show Jamie some stuff, but then as we got older, I've taken Jamie's lead and Jamie's introduced me to a lot of different artists that I wouldn't have necessarily listened to yeah. or found myself. So uh, it's always good to have a brother that listens to music. Yeah. appreciates it not only music though I'm sure you share different experiences as well together from your own we've, exper- we've experienced a lot especially playing music and travelling for yeah. nearly 8 or 9 years um, different countries different, and countries different venues different mad experiences different mad people it's been it's, <laughs> trying to we should write a book about the places <laughs> we've ended up or the places we've slept it's been it's been a it's been a, a great journey a great uh, experience all of us but like you say, even with all the mad places you've been to and the bad people that you've met, it, it was nice to have a brother beside you. Exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. Yeah, we've well, helped each other out of some pretty... I'm sure you were killing each other some sticky well. situations, yeah. oh yeah. It's good to have backup, especially in Germany. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. America. Do tell. We won't, we won't talk about that, but uh, <laughs> <in> Boston. <laughs> been the sorts. list goes on. Yeah, yeah, a few places. 
So who influences your songwriting? I mean, you come from a musical house. Yeah. Um, I think our, our, I think our background traditionally is in traditional music. Uh, that's where we kind of start. And we were classically trained. I'm classically trained violinist as a child. I'm Jamie's classically trained pianist. And um, our parents had quite an eclectic collection of records and tapes. And that a lot, we listened to a lot of that. Um, in terms of who influences us, I mean, growing up we would have listened to a lot of Bob Dylan, a lot yeah. of Neil Young, um, Americana folk. Um, kind of uh, people who concentrate equally on lyrics, storytelling, yeah. and melodies, which is kind of what we do. So, but in, uh, I, f I find recently, I try not to. For me, songwriting, especially these days, it's, it's kind of like painting or drawing that you kind of have to continue to try to change your your style or your theme. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what I, that's what we're trying to do at the moment, trying to take different little bits from other people and be a bit looser with it so and make it your own exactly that's that's the fun of, of, of what we do so i'm writing and is there anyone anyone specific in the irish music scene that you'd really kind of look to no i mean we grew up listening to irish artists yeah yeah we grew uh, up listening to people like mick, mick christopher was a big influence on us when we were when we were teenagers um, I suppose the frames as well. We liked the frames. Um, yeah, that time of, mu of Irish music was was great because it was, a lot of it was independent. Um, they were doing something that's completely different. Uh, there was space for people to kind of um, t to express themselves in an independent way. Um, I think there was more of a market for it as well. Uh, so that that I think that time of music was kind of influential on on, on what we do now. Yeah. Um, we're really lucky as well to to be able to tour around the country, or we were before all of this kicked off, um, and to meet some great independent artists and musicians that we like. We are lucky to call good friends now and to play with them. So, I, for me personally, I, I think that I, I'm I like to to kind of look at them and lean on them and see what they're doing. Yeah. And where did Cry Monster Cry, the name of the band, come from? It's Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> probably late one night um, after scribbling down different band names I think uh, it's kind of based around folklore kind of I liked it it had a connotation of a old folk fairy tale um, and it had a ring to it so we had a list of names but I think we just kept coming back to it yeah um, some people say it sounds like a heavy metal band but uh <laughs> Yeah, we're far from that. We're stuck with us now. <laughs> <laughs> and we've seen now how the Irish music scene has been affected, unfortunately, by COVID-19. Mm. How has it affected you in terms of music? I mean, you said during tonight's gig that it, it halved your tour. Yeah, yeah, well, we like we had, we've been gigging for many years and we've just released a record and this tour had been our most successful to date. We It had kind of sold out. We had a big uh, German tour booked and we had to cancel it, um, which not only from a money standpoint it kind of is a kick in the teeth, but also the promotion of the record that you've put so many years into, it kind of, the promo just plummets and obviously everyone's attention was on the situation and you just have to kind of sit back and say, okay, well, there's nothing we can do about that. Um, but yeah, it had a big effect on the art that we spent a lot of time making and 
obviously, as Richie said during the gig, um, I think Ireland has a long way to go in supporting the amazing music musicians and artists that are in this country because we're a small country and we punch well above our weight in terms Historically, of we have output. As well. Yeah, and to see like the government, they 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 have done some things, but to see that they could really support independent artists a lot more and. Yeah, we we definitely like to see that. It's very it's fairly infuriating when you when you look at things or schemes that they have like putting in white water rafting facilities on the keys, <coughs> where in the middle of this lockdown, independent musicians or not even even not even independent musicians, but musicians were given one point seven million only one point seven million to kind of prop up the, the whole industry. It's it's kind of it's it's disgraceful for really. And if you had a point, if you had a meeting tomorrow morning, what would you like to have seen change? I think that I think that the whole system needs to be overhauled and looked at and there needs to be organization and a plan put in place that you know even that 1.7 million um it needs to be given equally or to there needs to be some sort of plan but who needs it I mean not just handed out to to certain groups like I know um the artists that got it were deserving of it but just countless musicians in this country who but even on a ba- on a very very basic level I think that the attitude towards the arts and the music in this country has to change dramatically. I mean, I don't know if, if I always feel, and I, I've felt for the last few years, that when you tell people that what you do for your living, you're a musician, or you do this and that, you do that, people have some sort of preconceived idea that you're, that you're going around in the back of a van smoking pot all the time, that you're not working. And Where they ask you, do you have a real job? Or or you have a real yeah, job or that. it's just regarded as a hobby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It goes beyond um, the Irish government as well. Like exactly. ev- Everyone's been sharing Spotify wrapped yesterday from the, for the year but like Spotify we, we get paid something like 0.01 cent per play yeah. like if they up that to one cent or something you know m- fairer artists could sustain themselves and like when, what they're doing here in Mike Pies and venues around Ireland where they put the work into supporting independent artists making sure they get paid making sure they give them a gig or uh a live stream or record something like it really gives them a leg up so we just like to see more of that happen you know and it's yeah. great that they're doing it here not even the leg up it's just the the kind of the definition of being an artist and a musician and sharing yeah. your music yeah, yeah you need an audience in the line yeah. last t- 10 or 15 years 20 years somebody decided that art or music didn't have wasn't necessary anymore that didn't have yeah. it, it didn't have a value and they slashed the value down to zero 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 point one of a cent, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's only a cent. I mean, even at that boost. Yeah. 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 It's, I mean, it's 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 crazy. But as Jamie said, you know, it's great to see that there's initi- initiatives um, happening around the country at the moment. And we've always like we pride ourselves on being being involved in this in this music industry. Um, and, and you have to evolve as well. Like it's yeah. we're not yeah. just you know giving out ourselves and other artists have evolved with the times and there's there's ways to make yourself independent and be creative and have a support system so we're we're always looking out for ways to do that yeah and even just to be recognized i mean the irish music scene is such a family yeah in ireland i mean every musician supports another musician and vice versa it'd be just nice if the recognition came true absolutely yeah i mean like even with us, I mean, the, the, the musicians, different musicians that we work with, you know, session musicians, like our, our, our close friends, they work with other established musicians, and it's, you know, it is a family, so it's really important that we kind of stick together and that's, um, that we prop things up and we start making demands and saying, like, you know, this isn't right, because in any other sector in the country, they wouldn't stand for it. 
this mm. wouldn't this wouldn't go on mm. um and i'm i'm, I'm happy that i'm happy in, in a way that it's start a light is starting to be shown on on the industry and the like the bullshit that basically goes on with because i i don't think that it should go on for much longer i think people are starting to kind of cop onto it you know mm. with what the last few months have been difficult enough without without arts and without music and it's time that we started really appreciating it for yeah. what it is and music lifts people as well exactly Do you know as well as that yeah. like how many how many hotels are they building now in dublin city like if if you've got dozens and dozens of hotels for tourists to come to and no gigs for those tourists to go to it makes no sense even from a practical point of view so yeah. Ireland has a lot to offer yeah, and exactly. art is a big thing it's a big draw for tourists and it's a big yeah. draw for money so tourists come over to spend mm-hmm. money yeah so it needs to be taken care of yeah, yeah. yeah completely
To a positive note. Yeah, sorry, we've been around there about the whole thing. <laughs> um, Hot Press called your debut album "Rhythm of the Dawn" yeah. a bewitching record. What is the story behind the lyrics on the album, and to get that rep- remarkable quote? Because you really experiment with kind of traditional folkiness. Yeah. Um, throughout the journey of the album. Yeah. <laughs> the story behind that record it came, it came about it was it was kind of born out of out of the moment. With that record, we were writing. We only had a handful of songs. We went into the studio, and we quickly had to decide on what sort of a record we wanted to make. It was our debut record, so it gave us a lot of freedom to experiment with different instruments, and we had the time because we weren't under any time constraints or pressure to to meet any deadlines. So we spent about a year messing around and learning how to like with different rhythms and different instruments mm. um, and it was a great time looking back at it now it was, it was a really, really great and fun thing to do yeah. um, there was no pressure and uh, we just yeah we just yeah. we had total fun with it and like we, we it was just self-expression and the freedom that, that we that we had at the time um, the lyrics we kind of wrote from from not from a personal point of view but it was kind of more fantasy based um, we we decided at the time that we were going to talk about different things and kind of take ourselves away from it and project other other people's stories. Um, yeah, yeah, that's what I remember. Do you have any memories of that? Yeah, there's a there's a kind of um, a loose theme of we call it rhythm of dawn because there's a loose theme about the journey from night time to morning. So that theme kind of allowed us to experiment with lyrics and also instrumentation and for a debut album we wanted to show the two sides of what we can do kind of we do a lot of gigs now mainly as two piece but sometimes we have a band with us and we kind of wanted to showcase the two sides of that um, and that came out in the lyrics as well um, kind of what we always like to do is talk about light and dark and the positive beautiful moments of life but also the tough times as well because we think they're the most real topics to discuss mm. and everyone can relate to exactly yeah. yeah and then your second album mm. tides um it was released last year uh it's combined then with the folk elements with modern ways and savage harmonies i mean the harmonies are just class yeah. i mean tonight's gig show that it was just like a second nature tea you know it was brilliant thanks um you recorded it in the beautiful backdrop of Donegal mm. and your mother's from Donegal as well so what was it like knowing that the gorgeous scenes of nature were outside while you were inside creating all of that magic? It was the perfect start to record because the studio was about 10 minutes from our aunt and uncle's house um, they live in a town called Remelton which is a really nice artistic tranquil town and the day before we were due to go into the studio we had spent a lot of time on pre-production so we knew what we had to do and the day before the studio 
It was amazing. There was a heat wave in the summer, and we, you know, took a walk on the beach with our family, um, and just really got into the headspace of okay, we're going to go in and we're going to enjoy tomorrow, kicking off the record. And yeah, I think it, it really had an effect on our performance. I think it really had an effect on what we did when we went in there. Um, one of the days that first week, we ended up writing an instrumental song that was on the record called Rail Namara within the space of an hour, which we've never really done in the studio setting. But I think that lightness and kind of ease of nature allowed us to do that um, and put us in the right headspace. Mm. Even I mean, I have memories of even being in the studio itself, and it's it's uh, it has ceiling or floor to ceiling glass windows overlooking this beautiful kind of mountain range. Um, and you and were recording, was, looking out. This. Yeah, we were recording every day. Wow. It. And as Jamie said, it was in the in the middle of this like unbelievable heat wave two years ago. Um, and yeah, I just remember like just being you being ensconced in the in the setting and kind of getting lost in in. Uh, in the area or, or, or the scenery and when you're recording as well and when you're playing when you're concentrating on something like that it's 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 a bit like meditating you know so it was something yeah. you could get really into what you were doing and but yeah it was very inspiring yeah i mean i can't imagine otherwise <laughs> yeah. yeah it sounds incredible yeah it was beautiful yeah what is a typical writing session like for you there's no real structure to it it's kind of um it's different every time it's right? different every time yeah yeah, we do have. We kind of have a template where I would more times than not have a melody. I'll work. I work on melody is okay. a strong point, and I'll always, I'll generally sometimes have a melody on the go or a few different melodies or a different idea or f a few rough ideas for lyrics, and then I'll bring my idea to Jamie, and then we kind of merge. Yeah. Them. Um, Jamie's a great way of. He's a great with with them. Um, pen and with lyrics and creating stories and a good editor as well so he knows when to kind of chop what needs to be chopped yeah um, so he puts the full stop thing exactly <laughs> dots, dots the i's crosses the t's yeah. yeah and i know it's a horrible question to be asked but what's your favorite song my favorite song is always the song of we've written first we've written last like it's always the freshest song because mm. you're excited by it yeah and um you you want to perfect it and it's it's something brand new um, and you get great enjoyment out of playing your songs it's a real kick out of them especially mm -hmm. when you get them right and when you, when you know that you've put a lot of time and effort and you feel that they're they're alive or that they've been born out of something because yeah. um, that's kind of the way that we look at songwriting we look at, at songwriting this kind of sculpting you know you start off with this this big piece of clay and you you cut away it and chop until you're, you're left with something um, so yeah I we played a new song tonight at the moment that's my favorite song to play yeah but i mean in terms of if i, th I think the one that people come back and say a, a lot they like or not that they like the most but the one that means the most to them is probably when the morning comes because i think it has a good message in it mm. and especially in the times you're living at the moment that there is always light at the end of the tunnel yeah. and it's full of hope exactly it's full of hope and uh, you know it's uh, god like when we wrote that song four or five years ago we never thought that we'd be playing it in these circumstances but it's it's uh, it was emotional for us, for me tonight to be playing that, mm. um, and yeah, so. Especially as a musician, you can see clearly how your lyrics from even a few years ago yeah. comes back around. Exactly, exactly. You know? That's the great yeah. thing about, about music, when you listen to records that are 40 or 50 years old, 
the, the, the words are still relevant yeah. today and that's the great thing that they always stick around um, and that's why we kind of tr- we, we, we base ourselves on what we do as the writing and the lyrics are as important as the, as the songs what about you? <laughs> it's a tough one um, as Richie says I think the, there's an element of the, the new being kind of in your favourites um, so there's so many from our new records um, one of my favourites would be um, Take Flight we played tonight um, we wrote it after a trip to Amsterdam um, and we had we'd actually been on the stag weekend <laughs> it was a heavy weekend um, and we had taken this kind of boat with a bunch of lads and a bunch of cans and it was terrible and we got into the <laughs> it was great <laughs> we got into the dock and the, the boat cap I suppose we call him the captain he told us um, oh do you see that window up there on the square that's where Chet Baker fell out of the window um, and we were Chet Baker fans and remember both of us were struck by kind of how sad an image it is that a great talented musician would kind of just die alone in such a sad way and we were feeling delicate after a weekend so we kind of wrote that song and it's a really really sad song but when I sing it and when I listen to it I don't feel as if we wrote it I feel like we kind of just channeled it from somewhere and I kind of get lost in how sad it is I like that. Maybe I'm just morbid. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> so I suppose that's one of my favourites. Yeah. Yeah, as a dedication. As a dedication to chess. Yes. <laughs> this is a a song off our latest record. We put a record out in October 2019. Uh, we were halfway through um, an Irish tour. Uh, when everything went down. So uh, we are happy to be able to play these songs again. Um, So this is called Tides. So oh. 
next in the pipeline for Cry Monster Cry? What's next in the pipeline? I don't know. Yeah, I guess yeah. the world is evolving every yeah. day. Um, if Covid wasn't happening right now, what would you have liked? If Covid wasn't happening now, it hadn't happened this year, we had great grand plans. We were in the middle of a, our first Irish sold-out tour mm. um, and then we were supposed to be headlining in the Unitarian Church in Dublin. And then we had plans to take the show to bigger stages around Ireland. And we, as Jamie said, we had a, a, a German tour, a big German tour that was that's, scheduled that's being postponed and hopefully by the time that comes around you know things are yeah in yeah. some way under control i don't know touch wood exactly yeah. um and we have some new songs in the pipeline tonight cassandra was one of them but we've got a couple of others we'd like to record in some capacity and release um, i think i think the most important thing for us at the moment is just to it was great to play a show tonight and to, to be out and to do things, but to yeah. also find enjoyment in it as well. Yeah. Um, because it's been a stressful time for everybody, so it's 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 nice to be able to play, but also important to start finding joy and in the small things and in, in the small wins. Mm. So yeah, we're not making. I don't think we're making any grand plans for the future. Yeah. To concentrate on our, our our songwriting. Hopefully, in twenty twenty one, we're we'll be able to go out and do some more shows again. Yeah. And then just take it from there. Yeah, twenty twenty one is just gonna be an amazing for Ireland I itself. Feel it. It's I just feel it's gonna, gonna be, be unreal. Yeah. In terms of music, it's just gonna be Yeah. yeah. They say that the brightest sunshine is right before the dawn. Is that it? It's always yeah. darkest. It's always always before darkest. The yeah. dawn. Is that Tupac? Uh, I think it's Bob Dylan, is it? <laughs> but listen, <laughs> Tupac said it as well. <laughs> Two of my favourites. Two of my favourites. So as you said, you played stages worldwide boston germany the list goes on mm. tv performances the whole lot 
what do you love about playing in Mike the Pies? I mean, you've been here now a few times. Tonight's like no other. I think we're, we're Well, what tonight showed, like, and let me preface it by saying we really enjoyed tonight, but what makes a venue special is the people who come. Mm. And, like, I kept thinking about the people who come to our shows here because it is a bit like a family. Like, the people mm. who come to Mike the Pies... We walk in the door and they say, oh, Richie, Jamie, how are you? Are you going to play this? How have you been? How's the kids? Like, they're really friendly, uh, supportive, just genuine people. Mm. Um, and when you're on stage, that makes a big difference because you play off that energy that they give you. And if it's them, like, joking with you or shouting comments or asking for a song or laughing, it's like really... Uh, fuels your performance so like and Aiden what he does here as well is just amazing and his passion for it translates to everyone around him I think and to the acts who come so like it's it's a very special place I always love coming down here brilliant and like the last time you were Mike Defies you took part um, in Unplugged we did yes what was that like that was great as well that was great I, we haven't seen that video yet actually no. it must have been really bad it's there all right I think it was it was the last show that they did here and I think it was it one was, of our last yeah. shows we did just before everything kicked off we came from we did Might the Pies we were here on a, I think it was Thursday night yeah Fintan McCahey was with us a great singer songwriter and then the Friday night I think we went down to Cork and we played in Cork and Collins mm-hmm. I think two solo shows and then the last show we did was in Galway and then after that, everything was cancelled. Um, and all seems like a dream since then. Mad, like, especially for a musician as well. You're on such a tight schedule. Yeah. Running, running, running. And yeah. then all of a sudden, just nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing, yeah. I mean, at first, it was probably a godsend, but... It was a godsend. We had to come back. For like a so day. we had to come back from here to go to the Late Late Show. <laughs> we... Yes. Yeah, I think we did. Yeah, we did, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah when everything stopped, it was strange because, like... Some people, like some musician friends, were really saying, "Oh, you know, we'll have two albums written now by the time this is finished." Um, and like for us, like Richie, you you were really um, productive, and I just kind of was a bit weighed down with the whole situation, thinking I'm just not. I know we have this time when we're not supposed to be doing anything, and my instruments here, but I just wasn't in the headspace. And yeah. I know a lot of, some musicians were really capitalised on the time, and then some were just they kind of just allowed themselves to do nothing for a while yeah. which you kind of have to do as well yeah exactly you need to kind of just yeah. release you know yeah. um, no it's tough alright mm. especially when you don't know what tomorrow comes but there is light at the tunnel now exactly. thankfully exactly yeah. and listen we're all due to this you know so everyone's yeah. just dealing with it the best they can one day yeah. at a time so so out of all your performances everywhere around the world if you had to play tomorrow morning where would you rather be well, well, Mike, Mike the boys we have to say that Caden's <laughs> off camera with a shotgun so <laughs> he's here he's listening yeah. no we're just we feel, we always feel very lucky anywhere we go um, but there's nowhere like coming to a place where you feel like you're you're part of the family like, mm. or feel like you're, you're friends and even though you're from Dublin we'll always welcome you back in the kingdom thank you so much <laughs> we always appreciate it got our passport <laughs> thanks a million Jamie and Richie thank you very you're much we have one song left, so we're going to leave you with this one. Uh, we just wanted to say thank you, first of all, to Aiden and everybody, Mike the Pies, and everybody here who's here tonight to help us out. 
and to make the place look so great and to sound great and to kooky. And uh, thanks everybody. This has been really great. Uh, it's been a great experience. It's been really great to be able to play music again and to share it as well. It's great. And we also want to thank um, Department of Culture and Tourism. Gail Tucked. Gail Tucked. And media. And media. And I think that's it, right? And arts. And what other most important other things? And um, live venue collective. Live venue collective. And in bloom booking agency. Yes. Yes. All our friends. All the people who make these things happen. Um, yes. As I was saying, it's been a long year, but it's great that everybody's banded together and starting to do things. And that's we feel very privileged and lucky that we're we're, we're here to be able to do this. And most importantly, to everybody at home, thank you for joining us tonight and thank you for tuning in and uh, for sharing the last hour of music with us. Um, it's really important in this country at the moment. All music and art are struggling, so it's very important that we all support it and give it the backing that it needs. So please, um, if you're able to talk to your local county councillor or your local politicians and tell them to give more money to the arts because it's very vitally important. Now, do you want to say anything? I agree with that. Um, yeah, again, thank you so much. Um, we're going to leave with this song. It's called When the Morning Comes. And uh, it's a song that's always brought us hope. It's about hope. It's about uh, looking towards the light. Um, and, yeah, it's good for these times. So um, we'll leave you with this one. And just, again, say thank you so much for joining us and for tuning in tonight. Uh, we really appreciate it. <laughs>
a lot folks we'll see you again soon take care backstage at mike the pies was produced and presented by megan o'donoghue for hot press podcasts